Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. As always, it's a great pleasure to see so many people here, including so many old friends and colleagues. This is uh, my last annual general meeting as chief executive, and I'd like to thank you for all your support over the last 12 years, for your confidence and for your patience. Companies like BP exist only if we can both provide the goods and services which people want to buy and if we can secure the trust of those who want to invest their savings with us. Your support has been indispensable, and without it, we couldn't have grown or extended our reach into new areas of the world or taken the first steps towards the next generation of energy supplies as we tackle the combined challenges of energy security and climate change. So thank you. What I'd like to do is first to cover our performance in 2006, then reflect on how BP has changed in the last 12 years, and finally look to the future. I believe that the fundamentals of BP, our strategy, our assets, and the high standards of our people are something we should all be proud of. 2006 was a challenging year. We achieved a number of significant milestones and excellent financial results. However, much of the team's energy and efforts were directed to the short and long-term resolution of various operational issues, notably the aftermath of the Texas City incident. Safety has been for many years our top priority, and given that fact, the events of the last two years have been truly humbling. Our re return to this important subject and our progress in turning BP in the long term into a leader in process safety in a moment. Let me now review the other significant milestones achieved during 2006. Our reserves replacement ratio, calculated in accordance with SEC guidance, was 113% on a combined basis, excluding the effects of acquisitions and disposals. We continued our strong track record with 10 new discoveries, including Cascida, Titania, Urano, and the Uvat area. We secured a new access option in Pakistan and an initial presence in India, and more recently in Oman. We started nine new upstream projects, notably the Baku-Tbilisi-Jehan oil pipeline and gas condensates from Inaminas in Algeria. We restarted Texas City safely and have so far achieved a production rate of about 250,000 barrels a day. We commissioned the first LNG receiving terminal at Guangdong, China. We made significant progress in alternative energy, building momentum in wind and solar through capacity increases. And we announced plans to invest $3 billion at the Whiting Refinery in the United States to process heavy crudes from Canada. The trading environment was volatile in 2006 and softened significantly in the fourth quarter. Energy prices were driven higher during the summer by fears about political risk to supplies, but fell back by the year end due in part to a rise in OPEC surplus capacity and to a relatively warm winter. The relative price of gas declined by an even greater amount and was significantly weaker 
compared with 05. Our refining indicator margin also peaked at over $12 in the second quarter of 06 before narrowing to $6.30 in the fourth quarter. And retail mar fuel margins also narrowed significantly towards year end. Turning to our financials, despite the weaker environment towards the end of the year, we delivered a record replacement cost profit of $22.3 billion, up 15% over 05. This is equivalent to 111.1 cents per share, up 22% over 05, showing the additional benefits of share buybacks. The post-tax operating cash flow was $28.2 billion, up 5% over 05. We distributed $23.2 billion to shareholders, including $15.5 billion in share buybacks, thereby reducing shares in issue by around 6%. We realized $6.3 billion from disposals, and our financial condition is strong, with gearing ending the year at 20% at the bottom of our target range of 20 to 30%. I know that for those of you who attend the annual meeting, the dividend is particularly important. Total dividends paid during the year were 38.4 cents a share, or 21.104 pence per share, up 10% over 05. But despite having had record results, BP had several disappointments in 06. We had two oil spills in Alaska. The start-up of the Thunderhorse field in the Gulf of Mexico was further delayed, with a knock-on impact on Atlantis, and investigations commenced into allegations of improper trading activities in the United States. We've taken specific action to learn from and understand these events and issues, and to respond to them. Such incidents severely test a company's values and its people. And a good company recognizes where things have gone wrong and takes responsibility and then makes strenuous efforts to put things right. I hope we will emerge with some credit for our responses, for admitting where we failed and for our determination to put things right. I'd particularly like to mention the report by former US Secretary of State James Baker into the safety at our US refineries, which was published in January. The Baker panel was established by BP on the recommendation of the Chemical Safety Board following the terrible accident at Texas City in 05. BP is committed to implementing the report's recommendations, and we're consulting with the panel on how best to do that. As the report acknowledges, BP has made significant changes to its process safety systems since the accident at Texas City. But we can do more, and we will do more. As I've said before, the Texas City accident happened on my watch. It was the saddest and darkest day in my working life at BP. We accepted responsibility. The safety of our people is our greatest requirement, and the greatest memorial we can build to the 15 colleagues who died at Texas City is a company which is, as the Baker Report recommends, a leader in process safety.
When we look at BP today, I think it's important to step back and put it into a longer-term context. And as this is my last AGM as Group Chief Executive, I'd like to look back on my 12-year tenure in this position. I would also like to acknowledge the tremendous platform that was left by my predecessor, David Simon, on which we've sought to build this great company. The starting point is strategy. During the last decade, we've operated a strategy based on economies of scale, quality of assets, and being responsive to market trends. This has created a company with tremendous scope and scale. Our aim is to build our position in some of the world's largest oil and gas fields, to focus on advantaged refineries and retail markets, to capture world-scale gas market positions, and to participate in fast-growing markets for gas and the transition to low-carbon power and transport. Since 1995, our total production has grown by more than threefold to 3.9 million barrels of oil equivalent a day. At the same time, the share of gas production has more than doubled, and we're now one of the largest gas producers among the major international oil companies, with production of 8.4 billion cubic feet per day. Our reserves have more than doubled to 17.7 billion barrels of oil equivalent. Between 95 and 06, our market capitalization has more than quadrupled to $220 billion, and our share price has outperformed both the FTSE index by 18% and the S&P by 14%. It's not just the scale of our business which has changed, but where we do business. The number of countries in which we produce more than 100,000 barrels per day has increased from three in 1995 to eight in 2006. We've also established a significant footprint in Russia with investments of around $10 billion through our joint venture, TNK-BP. But there is another, more subtle way in which BP has evolved since the mid-90s, and that's through our renewed emphasis on sustainability. Indeed, we've written it into the genetic code of the company. The concept of sustainability is fundamental to understanding a modern company like BP. It's about explaining our values, our deeply held belief in the principle of mutual advantage, recognizing that business ultimately has a purpose to serve human needs. And it's about respecting the communities in which we operate. It is because of the importance of sustainability that for the last 10 years, BP's been one of the first major oil companies to face up to the challenges of climate change. And we've not just acknowledged the challenge, we've taken actions. We've been reducing the emissions from our own operations, marketing cleaner products, and making substantial commitments to develop our alternative energy and biofuels business. BP has sustained itself as a company for nearly 100 years. There's much to be proud of and even more to look forward to. I've spent uh, my working life at BP, and this is my last annual meeting as a director. My successor as chief executive is my friend and colleague, Tony Hayward. He is an excellent choice and will be an outstanding chief executive. 
I believe that you can be confident that BP is heading in the right strategic direction. But more than that, it's a progressive company, willing where necessary to learn from mistakes. For the ultimate purpose of business is a noble one, to serve human needs and to advance human development. BP generates its returns for shareholders by investing to provide energy for the basic things of life, such as light, heat and transport, and it aspires to do so in an ethical, sustainable manner. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say some personal words of thanks. I would like to thank you, our shareholders, for your continued support. I would also like to thank my chairman, Peter Sutherland, and all the boards, members, past and present I've served with, for their guidance over the last 12 years. But I especially would like to thank the 100,000 BP staff in 110 countries. Uh, that staff, it has been my privilege to lead. They have been resilient in the face of great challenges, creative in the face of immense change, and unfailingly loyal and dedicated. Above all, they're universally characterized by their willingness to go the extra mile. I am incredibly proud and grateful for everything that every one of them does for BP. Thank you very much. <laughs>